Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, the words are famous, and we know they're true. Money doesn't buy happiness. But how many of us can't help but figure if we just had a little more money, a little more stuff, we might be at least a little happier. Today, we welcome a gentleman who hit 335 Major League home runs, won three World Series titles. And yet, Daryl Strawberry says that success didn't fulfill him. Inside, he was still broken. We trace an extraordinary story of athletic brilliance, a long-term battle with addiction and substance abuse, and the faithful prayers of an incredible mom that led Daryl to a life-changing encounter with God into a mission to share Jesus with as many people across the world as he can. What a treat to have you here, good man. A blessed and a happy new year to you. How is 2021 looking so far, Daryl? 2021 is looking great. Um, 2020 wasn't that bad, you know, even though it was a very complicated year from a, a worldly standpoint, but from a godly standpoint, when you keep your focus on what's important, uh, mm-hmm. it looks good. God knows what's going on and where we're going. And so you just get excited about the importance of, of who God is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. And the conviction with which you say it, you know, when a lot of us uh, hear Daryl Strawberry, we're going to see you visually in our mind's eye on the field there for the Mets, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Yankees, uh, but, sir, what you are doing today is absolutely amazing. You're traveling around the world talking about Jesus Christ. Give us a sketch of what it is that you do these days, Daryl. Well, it's far greater than what I did as a baseball player. You know, as a baseball player, fans were cheering for you because you were winning ball games. Uh, but the call of God is so important on, on our lives, and I think we don't know that, and we don't know when it's going to take place. But when it does, you know, you become everything that God wants you to be and what he created you for. And now today, you know, I'm, I'm an evangelist and I travel the country maybe 250 times out of the year uh, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, God transformed me a little bit over uh, 12 years ago to, to come preach the gospel. Uh, and I'm grateful uh, grateful for the call. I knew I wasn't qualified uh, for the call, but he said, no one is qualified. I qualify the call. And, yeah. and you just have to trust that process. And as soon as I opened my heart to that, to trust the process, he, he led me down a road that I could never imagine. And like I said, I was winning baseball games with the uniform on, but today, standing in a poor pitch, you get to win souls, and that's eternal. Mm. Oh, man, that is beautifully said. Well, we're going to spend uh, really the next 20 minutes talking about this incredible transformation, this life, and this journey you've been on with God. I do want to ask you first, because as a baseball geek, it would be malpractice not to ask it. I mean, just what does it feel like, Daryl, to step up to home plate in front of 40,000 fans, get a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, and then <laughs> smash it a cool 450? That has to be pretty fun. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's it's really, really simple once you master it, but you have to master it first and understand it. And you can't be afraid, intimidated by the crowd and, you know, who you facing on the mound and, 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 and the, the game situation. And I think a lot of times, you know, 
uh, you players can get overwhelmed in those type of situations. But you know, once you master that and come comfortable with it, um, it, it becomes you, and you dedicate yourself to it, and you know how to do it. Well, you entered the major leagues uh, as the number one pick in the MLB draft. You started delivering pretty much right away. Had a remarkable first eight years with the Mets. You had 252 home runs in New York, but. Then you make the move to Los Angeles, sign with the Dodgers, and you start to really face some injury issues. But personally, Daryl, you were battling substance abuse and addiction. Did that struggle begin in those years, or was it one that you had already started to fight? I think it was one from from the beginning of my, my career of getting into the major leagues, getting introduced to all the wrong things when I was a rookie. You know, a veteran player sent me to the back of the plane and introduced me to cocaine and you know, I was already drinking at the younger age and you know, I was just able to play at the highest level because my ability kept me healthy. And I think it started to catch up with me once I became a free agent and, and traveled out West. And, you know, you can only do certain things for so long and everything will catch up with you and you, hmm. and it starts physically taking a toll on my body and everything. And then, you know, you start having injuries. Once you start having injuries, when you get a lot a little older, it's hard to recover from those injuries. You can't co- recover as quickly as you can when, you, when you're when you younger. So, I mean, I had some injuries when I was young, but I was able to bounce back. But, you know, once I started hitting up in the age of, you know, getting in the 30s, you know, it's a little different than you are in your 20s. And, um, you know, if you don't take better care of yourself, you know, that things are going to start to uh, come into play. And that's what it was for me. You know, when you start drinking and partying and living a life loose, uh, you're going to find yourself um, – start to fall apart and break down because you're not taking care of yourself like you normally would. The thing that is, well, one of the things that is so fascinating about your journey is we talk all the time, money doesn't buy happiness. You know, we always say that, but my goodness, you, you tested it. You, you are a test case for it, right? You, you describe these battles that you had as something symptomatic of what was much deeper. You say that inside you were broken and yet you had fame, you had fortune, you had this sweet baseball s- swing and all of these things, but inside it didn't make you happy. No, no, Ryan. I had everything from a, a material standpoint and what I look like on the outside, like most of us do, but on the inside, who are you? That, that There's an empty place on the inside of all of us that we all try to fill with more stuff. And if I can get more and I can get more fame, I could be on TV more, I could... I could do this. I could talk and still talk about sports. You know, I I believe it's going to make me feel better. But at the end of the day, when you go home, it it doesn't. When you understand the Bible and you understand um, King Solomon in the book of Ecclesiastes, he talks about how meaningless it is uh, without without God under the sun because he was a guy that had everything, the richest, wisest man in Jerusalem ever and having everything, but he realized that it didn't fill the empty void on the inside. He talks about that empty void shape part on every last one of us that come here uh only god you know can fill that empty void on the inside and and i believe me he's right about that because you know i had everything from a material standpoint but at the end of the day it all meant nothing you know it was meaningless at the end of the day you know because because i didn't have god i didn't have a relationship with god and and i think that's why as a celebrity like i was you know you continue to chase for more you continue to chase for more fame more fortune. So I'm, I'm personally glad that I had a public fall 
Because had I not had a public fall, I probably would have made another $70 million playing baseball. Mm. I probably would have ended up in the Hall of Fame. Yes, right. Uh, but I wouldn't have never met this man named Jesus because I would have had all these earthly things. And Jesus doesn't exist around a, a lot of people with fame and fortune because they never talk about Jesus because they don't, they stay, they should stay around a certain circle of people. So I, would I rather have that or would I rather have Jesus? Well, I'm glad I chose Jesus over that. My word. Wow. You know, when you talk about the verse, everything is meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. We know that verse. We've studied that verse. But man, when you who have actually had so much say that, I I see that verse now in a way I never have before. So thank you so much for that, Daryl. Yeah, you're welcome, man. You know, the thing about it is, you know, God allowed me to live it. So anybody can say, well, yeah, that's just him. But I'm sitting in a better place today than I was when I was rich and famous sitting behind community gates because you know, I have the application of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Something I didn't have when, you know, when I was famous and playing baseball and everything, but I have that today. And, and that's so, so richer than anything that any man could achieve from an earthly standpoint. Cause it, it, if, when you understand heaven and earth is going to pass away, but not my word, all this is going to pass away. You, me, all this stuff, but he said his word is not going to pass away. And when God delivers his word and downloads it inside of you, no man can give you that but God himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, the revelation that I have from the gospel of Jesus Christ is it comes from God himself. It doesn't come from man. You know, all these earthly things in the, that they appoint you to, uh, you know, come from man, a position to play baseball, titles, this and that. You know, but when God appoints you, he appoints you and equips you spiritually that's far greater than any earthly thing. Well, we're going to paint the picture of an incredible transformation in just a moment, but Daryl Strawberry is with us today, former Major League Baseball phenom, a dynamic speaker and evangelist, and the best-selling author of the compelling new book, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. Now, before we we look inside this extraordinary transformation. I want to talk just about the power of addiction for a little bit because you're a smart man in addition to an extraordinarily gifted man. And you knew when you were struggling with addiction that you would be far better off free from it. You knew that and you tried and you tried. But reflect just a little bit, if you would, sir, on the power of addiction because so many people, including I know for a fact, Many who are listening today are struggling with it. It is so strong, sir. By ourselves, we cannot break it. No, it's impossible to break it by yourself. Addiction is a, a controlling disease, an illness, you know, of the brain, you know, that affects you in so many different ways, and it controls your life. It just completely takes over your life and and everything around you. And I think people say, well, well, why can't people just quit? You know, it just doesn't work like that. You have to have a, a spiritual awakening to be able to be delivered and set free from it. And it, and it takes a period of time to walk through that. Um, there, people fall into addiction for many reasons, you know, and people don't really understand addiction. And it, it has to do with, you know, some kind of brokenness on the inside. You know, lawlessness brings about a brokenness and a broken generation of, of people from broken broken homes and broken situations and, and, and it brings about an emptiness and people end up drowning themselves in drinking and drugging to try to escape from what's wrong with me. Why am I not loved? And, and you know, that was, that's what it was for me. You know, the rejection of my father who was an alcoholic 
you know, who rejected me and beat me and said I never would turn out to be anything. And I believed it, you know, because just because I put a uniform on didn't doesn't mean I'm well, you know, it just means I put a uniform on to play baseball. And that was where my pain led me to my greatness, but my greatness would eventually lead me to my destructive behavior. And when I look at uh, what addiction had done to me, it had, it had removed me from the, the person that I was created to be. It, it takes you completely away from that. And addiction is very, very powerful. And what people don't understand, that's why we have such an epidemic today yeah. in our nation you know, with opiates and heroin killing so many young people, it's because of uh, the trauma, the abuse, the rejection, the loneliness, uh, the depression, the anxiety, and uh, and everybody, well, just give them a pill, you know, and it, it affects them, you know, and it doesn't, it addict them. they get addicted to it, they can't control it anymore, and now they just rather feel dead, you know, it takes you to that place. You know, it's only a certain place where addiction is going to take you, jails, institution, and death, and it's real, and it's, it's nothing to play with, it's a serious matter in our nation, and it's something that we always have to look into, and I try to encourage young people, that's why I go into schools for free, um, high schools for free, to talk to kids about the awareness of drugs and alcohol and baby, tell them, don't get started on this, I got started on this early in my life, and it took me to places that I could never imagine. Powerful words from Mr. Daryl Strawberry today on the road for Faith Radio. One of the great stars of this journey, Daryl, is the role that your mom's prayers play in your life. And everywhere you went as you continued on this journey, she kept praying for you. But you you write and you've said something very interesting. What she prayed was that God would, quote, knock you off your throne to bring you back to him. Just how powerful were those prayers? Those prayers were powerful when I uh, found the journal under her bed and realized that she was dying, you know, from cancer. And here it is. She's praying for her kids. God saved my kids. Salvation knocked her off his throne. Uh, I'm not concerned about his fame, fortune, baseball. You know, I want him saved and find salvation. Uh, so the prayers of a mother uh, that come back, you know, God hears the prayers of the righteous. My mother was a holy woman, righteous, who lived for Christ, and, and she didn't try to preach to us. She just uh, prayed on a, a, away from us or where we were because we were all distant from God, me and my brothers and sisters, and she just kept praying that God would save us and, and that he would do what only he could do, and, and that's what he did. And my mother told me before she died, I prayed for her one night, um, uh, and she said, oh, you could pray. She said, God just spoke to me. She said, you're going to go through it. She said, but God said he's going to get it out of you. And man, I just, you know, I, I never forget those moments of, uh, what, uh, of how she said things. And, and it wasn't like she was trying to t- tell me that you need to follow God. She said, God's going to get it out of you, but you're going to go through it. And she was not lying. I went through it and, and God did get it out of me. It, it, it was a process, but you know, I, he got it out of me with all the things that mother had talked about in her journal about us. It, it came to pass. I got saved and, and, and I ended up leading my whole entire family to the Lord, you know, and, and, and also leading my father who rejected me. I led him to the Lord. So really? it's just, a, yeah, it's incredible what God will do, you know, when someone pray and, and not feel like they, they have to see it. My mother, my mother was like, I don't have to see the transformation, but I know it's coming. And, you know, that's, that's what that, that was her her gift of giving to me when she was dying. I remember looking at her wow. and we were all there around her when she was dying and she didn't want to let go. And she looked me in the eyes. I said, we're going to be all right. We don't have to, we're going to have to, we'll make it mom. And then she let finally let go. And she went home to be with the Lord. 
Oh my goodness. That's, that's a memory you're never going to forget, is it? Never. I never forget it. And I'm the man that I am today because of her prayers. They, they, they came to pass everything that she said that God was going to do. I, I can sit here and tell you, Ryan, he came to pass. You know, he did wow. knock me off my throne and he did bring, uh, bring me to a place of, uh, of, of hitting my knees, like every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. I came to that place, you know, and that's what my mother always wanted. And, you know, that's, that's the answer of prayers. Prayer is the answer to all supplication. And I think we don't, we don't know that from uh, the natural standpoint, but from the supernatural standpoint, God hears the prayers of the righteous. Thank you so much for painting that picture. That is such a powerful story for those of us uh, with praying moms, (laughs) for the praying moms out there. Man, oh man, the power of those prayers. Mr. Daryl Strawberry with us today on Faith Radio's On the Road. He's written a brand new book, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. Of course, a former Major League Baseball phenom, dynamic speaker and evangelist. Now, you've said that you wanted to write this book specifically because you wanted to highlight the transformation and you have uh, really scripted us how that came to be. One of the things that you focus on though, is when we accept this gift of salvation that Jesus offers to us, we have to accept it on his terms and maybe not on our terms. What is the significance of that distinction? Most of us, you don't want God to be on our terms. And, and, I, and I think, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, how did you find Jesus? I, I go, well, Jesus has never been lost. It was <laughs> me. That was, it was me. It's us that's lost. He's yeah. not lost. He's, he's there. You know, and that's the really significant of it is Jesus is not lost. We are lost people. And we are the one need a savior. He's there waiting for us. All the mess, all the junk. Everything in your trunk, he's there to clean it up for you. But you're going to have to participate in the cleanup. And I think that's the problem with so many people. They don't want to participate. They want the miracle overnight. The miracle didn't happen overnight. The miracle happened through a process of God sitting me for seven years and disciplining me and me getting discipled and going through a process. And seven years of doing nothing, it was just going to church and going to Bible study and, and volunteering to do work and, and getting over yourself, getting over the fact. He says, you need to get over the fact that you're Daryl Strawberry. You play Major League Baseball. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're right. I, and once I came to that conclusion and got over that, uh, there I was uh, coming into a place of meeting Jesus. Mm. You can't meet him if your ego's in the way. You can't meet him if your pride's in the way. It's impossible. You know, I mean, it's not that he doesn't, want to receive you, but it's impossible for you to, uh, fulfill the promises that he has for you because you have this worldly ego uh, about yourself. And, and that's the problem with so many, so many of us, you know, that we, we won't, we won't make the commitment and the commitment is what I need to surrender myself to him for real. I need not to straddle this fence anymore. I didn't want to be a hypocrite athlete anymore talking about Jesus, but I wasn't living for him. I was talking, pointing up to him and saying his name, but I, I was denying his power, you know, and to, I don't really know Jesus if I don't know the power of him because the power is, is far greater than anything that you can imagine because he gives you his power to do the work to bring others to salvation. 
Man, uh, powerful stuff here on today's edition of On the Road. You write at length about the importance of scars, and cancer has played a big role in your story, as it has with so many. And you talk about the scars of your two surgeries for cancer and just the power that scars can have on a physical level and on a deeper level as well. Can you speak to that? Yeah, scars are important because, you know, the, the thing about it is we all have them. And the problem with us, why are we so so afraid to show our scars to others? And Jesus showed us his scars on the cross. So why are we afraid to show our wounds and our scars so they can be healed? Because the only one can heal them is Jesus himself. You can't heal your own scars and wounds. You know, the battles of, of who we are and the, and the scars that we have, the cancer that I had, you know, I had cancer twice. And, you know, cancer killed my mother at the age of 55. Cancer killed my sister at the age of 51. And I was diagnosed with cancer early. My Also, my first time around in 98 and at a young age. Then it reoccurred in 2000. And I lost my left kidney in the second surgery. So I have one kidney. And people kind of tell me that God's not a miracle maker. I'm, I'm sitting here 58 years old. He's letting me roll through life with one kidney, strong as ever. And... <laughs> And, and preach the gospel because I wasn't afraid to show my scars and wounds that say, say here to a society here, I'm a broken peace person. And guess who put me back together? Wow. Christ himself. You know? So I think a lot of times, you know, the scars are so important to be able to show and, and not be afraid to show our scars. If Jesus showed us his scars. You mentioned this, really at the beginning of the conversation and and it was it went by so quickly that I wanted to ask about it again because it was really something you said that what you are doing now this opportunity to go around and talk about Jesus and what he's done for you and tell this incredible story to people of all ages all over the world that this has such deeper meaning and is more rewarding for you than anything that you ever did in baseball. And the significance of that is not lost because of all of the incredible work that you had to do to get there to the major league stage. That's a pretty profound statement. Can you take us inside that? Yes, it is. And it's, and it's true. Because when you live a life of sin and separated from God and you think you're having so much fun, and then when you meet Christ and you meet a man that's never had sin in him, and now you come into a relationship with him. Now he changes you and he changes your, he changes your direction and your course of life to do his work to win others who are broken. That's far greater than hitting any home run, holding <laughs> up trophies. And, and that's, going, that's all that's going to pass. But those souls that are being won because of your scars and your testimony, those souls will be, be able to go to a place you call heaven it's far, that's far greater than anything that I've achieved from a, a earthly standpoint. It doesn't even compare. Well, this has just been so special. It's been such a treat. I got to say, I've been smiling from ear to ear the whole time just because of the passion and the joy in your voice. So what a treat this has been for us to have you here today, Daryl. Uh, the book is called One More Time, Turn Your Season Around, How God Transforms Your Life. And I imagine it is pretty fair to say, sir, it is available wherever fine books are sold. It is. And you go to Amazon.com and pre-order slash turn your season around, or you can go 
or to our website, findingyourway.com, and get more information on it. And, you know, it's just a, it's just a wonderful masterpiece by uh, the writer Lee Weeks with me and, and, and God himself. I, I would end up writing this book through the power of the Holy Spirit when in the midst of a pandemic sitting, not knowing that we would have to turn our season around. So God is incredible, <laughs> and he's waiting on us. Brother, can I ask you one baseball geek question as the final question? Is that acceptable? You, you sure can. <laughs> so you played in an era that is going to be remembered as this offensive juggernaut in Major League Baseball, right? But sort of the irony of that is you also played with some of the gentlemen that became some of the greatest pitchers of all time, right? I mean, you faced Greg Maddox and Roger Clemens. You played with Roger Clemens as well. Randy Johnson. Right. Pedro Martinez, who was it when you dug into the box that gave you the most trouble, sir? Uh, probably Greg Maddox, probably the most complete all-around pitcher who had less skills than the rest of them, but his IQ of putting the ball where he wanted to put it, he could pinpoint it and put it there. Wow. He wasn't overpowering or anything like that, and it wasn't like you're saying, well, he's throwing 95, and then you I better be ready. It's like... <laughs> How do you figure this guy out? Because he moves the ball so well in and out, and he, he he takes you know he takes some speed off the pitch. And I mean, he just had me all all confused. You know, he just used to have me all confused. All the rest of them, I never you know really worried about the fact because they they're gonna bring it. And I know what they're gonna try to do. But this this guy was just, a, just incredible. He had an incredible way about him and his IQ of knowing how to pitch to um, hitters. He knew he knew the hitter's weakness, and that that was the, the greatest thing about him. Uh, Daryl Strawberry, turn your season around how God transforms your life. Sir, what an absolute pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.